Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. And we're back here, episode nine, Scout Team MVPs podcast. Beautiful day here in Wisconsin. I've got uh, Shane and Rob with me. I am your host, Chris McMillan. And I'm going to start this off, Shane, and I'm going to I'm gonna throw it to you real quick because we need to talk about Rob's technology woes real quick. Yeah, you guys all make fun of me for not being able to uh, know about hashtags and the face back and the snap face <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But Rob can't even get into the room without exiting uh, that big red X. Even I know red X means no go, Rob. Come on. Hey, Shane, that's not the problem, man. Things happen that are beyond my control. I'm sure you know that. I can't. We're supposed to start this at 7:30 Central Time. It's 7:50 Central Time. Oh, someone needed a few minutes. So technology issues. Yeah, what are we waiting for? Technology issues. You know, I was here before Rob was. I don't know what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. (laughs) I was doing the dishes, Shane. What were you doing? Uh, Going to the bathroom. Taking a dumper. (laughs) Yeah, that's natural. I don't. Care. I mean, nature. I mean, nature calls when you gotta yeah, go. You gotta nature go. calls like two you minutes before we're go. supposed to start. Hey, well. I just got home from work, man. I'm not gonna go at work. That's gross. Yeah, Shane doesn't okay, like. Germs, let's Rob. let's talk about that. Well, public bathroom. I, a public bathroom. That's kind of like. I feel like that's actually throwing the dice with herpes with a lot of people is a public bathroom and not going in public you know what else? bathrooms. Yeah, but you know what else is common in public bathroom? Crabs. <laughs> I literally have gone like 27, I'm 28 I think or something like that. I'll have to ask my wife. But I've went 27 years without using a public restroom. And Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You, guys on, you both? mean you've gone 27 years with using a public restroom or you no, have I, not? I, I never use public restrooms unless it's just a piss. What? Ever. Not even at school? No, never. In ever, high ever. school? Nope. Wait, so all this time we've been making fun of Shane for this. and you No, ha- I think it's more common than you realize. Because I know a lot of people at work that are like that too. Huh. Well, I mean, there's well, ways around it. I mean, I guess. Puts, yeah, puts hold in your down. explosive diarrhea. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this uh this episode started off in a in a in a weird manner. We were talking about technology woes, and it morphed into uh bathroom woes. Give us your guys' thoughts on oh, using the public restroom. <laughs> yeah, what a poll question. Yeah, first let's ever, do that on. Let's, we'll throw that up on Wednesday at a poll on a poll here. Like you could put I've, that on the Twitter. I remember um one particular instance, Shane. I know you know where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, I do know where you're going. I made it, didn't I? Yeah. So. You know, Rob, how we have for away basketball games in high school, we have a little bit of time after school before the bus has to leave, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, our coach said, you know, we're leaving in the next 20 or 25 minutes, half an hour, whatever it was. It was between 20 and 30 minutes. And Shane's like, "Uh uh-oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, well, you're just going to have to go here because the bus is leaving soon. He's like, no, I, I can make it home and make it back. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, are you serious? And he he went home. I'm, he was probably doing about a buck 20 on 59. 122. And, <laughs> and made it home, did his business, got back to school in time before the bus left. I was I was pretty amazed. I can honestly I, uh, tell you that was the best time I've ever had in the bathroom. <laughs> it felt that good. <laughs> I literally have driven like 30 minutes out of my way to stop at home to use the restroom like while I'm out Man. doing stuff. Like sometimes like I just feel like you just don't have a choice. So apparently you guys I feel can... like there's a lot of choice involved. There's plenty <sighs> of forest everywhere huh. around well, where we live. So. I know I want to just clarify something for our viewers. Chris just told a basketball story from school, and you're probably wondering, didn't, didn't Rob play basketball in school? See, the thing with that is Rob was constantly suspended due to academic reasons. Well, so, got to, yeah, you, you know, got it together. a lot of I stories mean, that I'm not a part of. Yeah, this was before Rob's time. <laughs> yeah. I got it together senior year. I had a bunch of gym classes, so I was able to play sports. 
<laughs> Sounds like a perfect segue uh, into our introduction here. I mean, that was almost uh, five minutes on on bathroom talk, but episode number nine going to be a good one. We're going to talk. Uh, we had a big game that went down uh, on Sunday. Not sure if you guys know what it was, if you heard about it. Uh, Super Bowl was on Sunday. Uh, pretty underwhelming, but we're going to get into it a little bit. Uh, topic number two, we're going to talk some of the NFL honors and who made the Hall of Fame that uh, took place last Saturday. Honorable mentions of the week in segment number three, you're going to talk a little bit of NBA action. And as always, our scouting for picks segment where we are going to do our Super Bowl recap, how those picks went down, and we're going to get into some other picks coming up this week. But with that, boys, episode number nine coming at you. And we're back here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, episode number nine. I want all of you guys, even especially you, Shane, because I don't even think you've looked at any of this either. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Scout Team MVPs podcast profile, anchor.fm slash Scout Team MVPs, and everywhere that you guys listen to podcasts. We also have a website, scoutteammvps.com. We're out there. Check us out. But we're going to jump right into our first segment and talk a little bit about the big game that went down on Sunday, and that is the Super Bowl. I want to get your thoughts, Rob and Shane, on that uh, pretty underwhelming game. We had a, a Patriots victory, if you didn't already know, 13-3 to over the Rams. Starting off with Shane. Shane, break it down for us. What did you see from that game? Takeaways. Did you enjoy watching it? How was that halftime show? Well, I thought we were talking about some sort of tennis match when you said the big game, but Anywho, um, it was, I mean, it, I guess it depends upon what kind of game you were looking for. If you were looking for a close game, it was 3-3 going, I think, into the fourth quarter. Um, so it was a tight game, at least that way. A little bit of a letdown in terms of the Rams, I thought. We'd have a little bit more offense. But you got to look at why was Todd Gurley not as effective. I think at one point in the second half, they had more punts than Todd Gurley had carries, which is kind of interesting to me. But I did I did think I called the Patriots by 10 in the game. I was a little off on the total score, but that was close. Yeah, made, made a lot of uh, good points there, especially when it comes to uh, Todd Gurley. I mean, he's got to be injured or something else going on behind the scenes that we just don't know about because for him to not get the ball more and for CJ Anderson, who's been, you know, he's a, he's a veteran, been around quite a while, a couple different teams, but for Todd Gurley to have the season that he did and then not get any real playing time really coming down the stretch here in the last couple of games, kind of weird. Um, Rob, not sure what you thought about it or what you thought of that game in, in general. Well, the game was kind of what, I don't know, I guess what we thought it was going to be. You can't really give Belichick uh, a good defense and that many days to prepare. He just he'll he's able to shut everything down defensively, and it kind of showed. Yeah, Todd Gurley, there's something up with that. Yeah, I mean, he did at least get ten carries, three and a half yards a carry. It's pretty decent, but definitely not the Todd Gurley we saw this season. I mean, neither quarterback really played all that great, but. You know, the Patriots do what they do in the Super Bowl and just kind of do whatever they need to to win. And, you know, that's kind of how it played. Yeah, I think, like you said, we talked about it um, at length last week about what to kind of expect. We knew that a Patriots team like this with a quarterback like Tom Brady, with a coach like Bill Belichick, having two weeks to prepare for a high-powered offense like the Rams. I mean, you knew that they were going to be able to shut down what they like to do best, and they definitely did that. I mean, as you can see, the Rams only putting up three points, not even having one red zone possession that entire game. I mean, pretty astonishing. Uh, you talked about Todd Gurley's stats a little bit, Rob. Ten attempts, 35 yards. Brandon Cooks, eight receptions, 120 yards for the Rams. Jared Goff, modest, 229, and a pick. Tom Brady, 262 through the air, one interception. Sony Michelle. Did have 94 yards rushing and a touchdown. But the Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman, 10 receptions, 141 yards. Kind of uh, crazy to see, you know, he was suspended for the first four games of this season because of uh, performance enhancing. You know, he got popped for that one, suspended those first four games of the season. But coming back strong, obviously, uh, Super Bowl MVP. Thoughts on, on that? And uh, we're going to throw it to Rob. Yeah, kind of like you said, Chris, you know, just – 
Belichick having two weeks to prepare is really hard to deal with when it comes to the Rams offense. I think it was like their first seven or nine drives were all punts. That's pretty crazy coming from a Rams team that put up a ton of points. Not really not really sure why the play calling seems so conservative. I think they they missed like six third down conversions in a row. Uh just seemed kind of flat offensively for the Rams and you know, Tom Brady is gonna put some points on the board, so you gotta do better than three points in my opinion. Well, you look at that game, you'd think that if you're the Rams, if you'd have told them at the beginning of the game you're going to give up 13 points to Tom Brady and the Patriots, you're feeling like you win that game nine out of ten times. I mean, there's a couple plays in that game that could have made it different. I mean, Tom Brady, that fumble the Patriots recovered, and I think Brandon Cooks twice had touchdowns that I mean, there was great plays by McCourty in the, the first one. And then, you know, that interception got through. I don't know what that was. It was kind of ugly. Those three play, four plays really made a difference. Cooks catches those. It's 17-13. They recover that fumble. Maybe they get some more points. It might have been a blowout the other way. It was It was just kind of surprising, like you said, to, to see a team who's used to scoring like 30-some points a game you know, if you if you, like you said, if you told them, hey, you need at least thirteen points to tie, fourteen to win, you think they'd be able to do it. But you know, it it just didn't seem like the play calling was was where it needed to be. They did get a couple unlucky breaks, but I mean, obviously the the game strategy wasn't all there for the Rams. You know, for me, watching you know right off the get go, seeing you know the Patriots start off running it down the Rams' throat. And then the first pass attempt that Tom Brady dropped back for gets picked off. That was a pretty brutal throw. And right off the bat, I mean, you kind of think that, hey, I mean, Rams might uh, take that first interception there, do something with it, score, whatever, get up early on the Patriots and go from there. But, I mean, they really just could not do anything offensively. Like like Shane talked about, too, you think holding the Patriots to 13 points with, with the Rams offense that you're – you're probably uh, sitting pretty pretty good, but it didn't end up happening. Just not not a good game overall, really. Yeah, I mean, you got to think they took away Gronkowski pretty well. I think he made what two, maybe two big catches in the game. One down in the red zone there, and then I think there was one. It was just two perfect throws by Brady. I mean, but you think that McVeigh or uh, Wade Phillips would have a plan for how to stop Julian Edelman. I mean, I get that the Patriots uh, are very tough to scheme against defensively, but you'd think that Gronkowski and Edelman would be your two guys that you'd want to key on defensively. I mean, who knows now? I mean, is is that Gronkowski's last game now? I mean, I, I think we'll have to wait a couple weeks to hear, but um, he actually looked better last in the Super Bowl last night than he did in a lot of other games this year. See, and that's that's part of the hard part with playing the Patriots, especially in these big games. You can't just take two people out of the game. They'll find ways to incorporate other people. I heard so many times today of you know people giving the Patriots crap for playing rinky-dink, you know, three-yard throws and that sort of thing, but that's kind of how their team is set up, and you don't like it stop them, you know, the Rams just weren't able to do that. Like you said, Edelman 140 yards. So I think uh, Gronk had almost 90. So yeah, they didn't take anything away. And obviously if you're the Patriots, you're going to play the win the game. And that's kind of how that's all they needed to do. And them seven yard plays worked out. Do you play to win the game though, Rob? Do you play to win the game? I don't know. Uh, by the way, the Rams played. You wouldn't think they were playing to win the game. It's a it's a a famous like press conference, Rob. It's kind of a yeah. joke. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, him, Shane, how about that uh, that Super Bowl commercial? I'm not sure if you guys caught it. It kind of was everywhere today too. That NFL 100, you know, commercial with all the different players there at uh, the NFL. Uh, kind of dinner, and I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but I thought that was definitely my favorite Super Bowl commercial of of that game. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, All the uh, other like, commercials kind of sucked. I like the Bud Light commercials, but I hate Bud Light. 
Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe they'll sponsor us one day, but I'd quit the show before uh, before that happened. Um, I'm a big uh, Miller guy. at Vortex bottles. Anyways, <laughs> can we talk about who the real Super Bowl MVP was yesterday? Not Edelman, not anybody on the field. It was Tony Romo. I actually like Tony Romo as a commentator. I would kill for him to be on Fox because we get a lot of Fox games here. Get rid of Buck and Aikman. Yeah, he's definitely the highlight to pretty much any football game. Well, Shane, I mean, if if you would uh, listen to your own podcast episodes, I know you weren't on that one, but Rob and I talked at length about Tony Romo a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. But yeah, a lot of people were complaining Yesterday and today, I think I was one of them. I mean, I was not very entertained by that Super Bowl, but I guess I just had no really rooting interest. So I was hoping for high scoring, you know, exciting. Um, it was exciting if you like defense, but personally, it was not my cup of tea. Rob, I'm sure because Tom Brady uh, won the <laughs> Super Bowl, you were probably all over it. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying it like the last 800 years, but Tom Brady is the greatest ever, and this has got to solidify that. I know he didn't have a great game, but he still got the win. But yeah, not only the game was kind of, it kind of seemed like it dragged on, but the halftime show sucked too. I was not impressed. You don't make fun of shirtless Adam Levine, all right? (laughs) Yeah, kind of a... I saw saw a meme today that was... uh, White from the a, office. A picture of Adam with his shirt on, and then he said, and then the bottom was, you know, fans look super bored. Question mark. Take your shirt off. <laughs> Can I ask just a question about the halftime show? Sure. Who who were those rappers that were? On? I don't. I've never heard of them before. It looked like well, the one guy. Travis Scott did that super big hit sicko mode with Drake. I have um, never, never heard, heard that song in my life. You've never heard that song? That is probably one no. of the greatest songs. Oh, maybe I've probably right heard of now. it, but I couldn't tell you who Travis Scott was. But uh, I was listening to it the other day before we started. Oh, anyway, yeah, that was probably the that why you had such them. a bad episode. And then <laughs> the other guy was Big Boy, who's been around for yeah. He's I know ever. him. He's from Outcast, but yeah. But yeah, Maroon Five in general. I mean, I I don't hate them, um, but I, I would just like Justin Timberlake to to play every year. How about that? Yeah, or some Cardi B. Okay. What? I'll pass. Yeah, I just had to make that note. <laughs> <laughs> but the one more thing, guys, that I want to touch on regarding the Super Bowl is some comments after the game and the post-game press conferences from Sean McVay. And you don't see this very often in coaching, and I think it, it was it was awesome to see. I mean, he knew that he got out coached in that game. It was very evident experience definitely played a factor in that matchup and he came out and said it during his post-game press conference that you know what he uh he just got out coached and he admitted it kind of cool to see that i mean is it an excuse that maybe but but it's also cool to just to see him kind of own it and just say yeah like this is on me yeah i mean and that's kind of all it was too you know i mean goff's obviously good Gurley's good cook's good they're all they have a great team their defense is incredible it really did just come down to coaching, and I like when coaches take responsibility. It makes makes them look good, makes their players like them more, play harder. So, yeah, it was a is a good move. So, well, he can he can rest assured that he's not the only one that's ever happened to, and he won't be the last one it happens to. It's just like I I can honestly admit I was an idiot. Um, well, always, but in the playoffs, picking against the Patriots every week, I mean, I just. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I mean, you got to figure as long as Brady and uh, old Billy Boy are there, they got a shot just about any week. I mean, you got to think one game for your life. I mean, I'm taking Tom Brady over any quarterback that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think part of the Patriots' success is literally everybody is willing to do whatever Belichick says. And,. You know they have they're all team players and they all want to win and that's kind of where it comes from. Yep. Which is true. Cause look at what Randy Moss went there. He was yeah like exactly you know, and then he, even when he left, he went and played back in Minnesota and he got kicked off the team after like two weeks or three weeks again. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, they're just a team that I mean, when you've got six rings, I mean, in the last 
you know, in this, uh, what last, what, 19 years, 18 years. That's, that's crazy. All with the same quarterback and head coach definition, probably of a, of a dynasty. They've been quite the team been in that position so many different times. He's what six and three now in the super bowl, crazy stat. And yes, it was underwhelming for me to watch, but still got to give respect to a team that is that good every single year and is always finds a way to win. But with that boys, we are going to wrap up talking our Super Bowl talk here and transition into segment number two and talk a little NFL honors and the Hall of Fame. And we're back here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, episode number nine. We are uh, quickly approaching 10 episodes, boys. I mean, I, I thought we'd be done after about one. Yeah, I didn't even think we'd get the first one up. We've already done ten episodes. Well, well this, this, we was, have. This, is, this is nine. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, you guys, yeah. Uh, I've I've missed I've missed like two zing. shots fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is episode number nine, Shane. Like I just said, and uh, so next week will be ten. So I hit the really old listen. ten spot. And we'll uh, be at about five hundred in no time. Yep, good deal. What segment number two, boys? <laughs> NFL honors, and we're going to talk about uh, who made it into this year's class of the Hall of Fame. But we're going to start with NFL honors night, and that was on Saturday. And uh, that whole deal, you know, they do their MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year kind of thing. And let's start at the top with the NFL MVP. We talked about it quite a bit in previous episodes, going back and forth between who it was going to be, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, but ultimately – Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs takes home the NFL MVP. Any surprise there? Not at all. At all. Not one bit. I mean, you look at the stats, compare them to even other MVP years, and it's kind of incredible what he was able to do. A lot of people like Drew Brees. I don't know why. He had like more than a thousand less yards passing and I think like 20 fewer touchdowns. So. In my mind, there was no real, you know, real competition. He was winning it the whole time. Yeah, you know, Patrick should be more excited about winning the MVP of the Team Burlick Shane fantasy football team uh, <laughs> than uh, the actual NFL MVP. And side note, this is off track, but I heard a lot of talk today about moving the Super Bowl to Saturday instead of this honors stuff so that people can drink and party on Saturday and recover on Sunday. Or... It would be easier. It would be way easier for the president, who is uh, an American, to make a holiday, uh, a non-work holiday, on the Monday following Super Bowl. It should be a federal holiday. There was 17 million people that called in sick today, or that was estimated. (laughs) Were you one of them? No, I was at work today. I didn't. I I don't drink anymore. I'm a month sober. Nice. Congrats. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, MVP, no surprise. He also took home the Offensive Player of the Year. A Defensive Player of the Year award goes to Aaron Donald of the Rams. Not really a big surprise there. But this next one, boys, there's a little bit of debate on who is going to win this one, and it is Offensive Rookie of the Year. Talking about Saquon Barkley, who ultimately took home that award, but... Lots out there thinking maybe it should have gone to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, see, the problem with people thinking it should have been Baker is he really didn't play a full season. And, you know, Saquon literally from the word go was amazing for the Giants. And he had a couple rocky games towards the end of the season. But by that time, he had already sewn up the the rookie of the year for me, you know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you got to think though Baker Mayfield taking that Browns team basically putting him on his back like he did with a lot of that talent there on that team too but crazy to see them come back in the way they did it under a rookie quarterback like like Baker Mayfield but Shane any thoughts on Baker Mayfield versus Saquon in that scenario it's nice to see Saquon Barkley win the award over the over Baker Mayfield because you usually see quarterbacks win these type of awards. I guess it's nice just to see something different. Hey, um, Shane, I don't know if I agree with you. Wow, that was very spirited <laughs> well, let him, debate. Let him know. Tell it like it is, Rob. <laughs> no, I just here comes no, a hot I just, take. 
I have like I have a hard time thinking that offensive rookie of the year is a quarterback when not many rookie quarterbacks even play. Well, in this case, well, I'm is. just saying a quarterback was up for the award. When's the last time someone other than a quarterback won the MVP? Maybe Adrian Peterson a few years ago. Yeah, but that's that's Very different. True. Rookie of the year has only been how a quarterback like six times in the last Andrew twenty Luck years. Won it. Just saying, well, just saying. You know what? Usually, when usually when quarterbacks just are up saying. for awards, they win it. I mean, like when's the last time the Heis? I mean, the Heisman's usually always a quarterback too. Once yeah, in a while, I mean, it's a it is back. your most important position, but no big deal. When's the last time you've seen a receiver win it, or like a defensive player? Was Charles Woodson the last defensive player probably. to win the Heisman? I don't. Yeah, he was very good. Was I good. don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, <laughs> stats off the top of my head, like you guys. You guys are good and smart. It's not like you do no, a sports I'm podcast. Not, I'm not here for sports. <laughs> yeah, at least, <laughs> at least we're not. At least you know we don't go. Uh, Nobody, nobody hears this. This is just for our entertainment. All the tens of viewers out there yeah, are very disappointed in you, Rob. Yes, sir, Bob. Saquon Barkley, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Darius Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts, another Colt, Comeback Player of the Year, Shane Andrew Luck. We kind of talked about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we knew this was probably coming, right, Shane? Yeah, I'm more interested in the Celebration of the Year award. <laughs> We'll get to that at the at the very end, oh, maybe sorry. if we have time. Uh, I think it was the <laughs> I don't know. Actually, uh, that's a disappointing award to take home. Just means you spent too much time practicing a celebration. Maybe you'd win a game if you didn't spend more time working on an end zone dance. Yeah, I mean you're not you're, right. you're not I wrong mean, at all. You're not. You you're know not how many wrong. how many Patriots celebrations were up for during the running? Do you know? Uh, I would go ahead and guess since you're asking. Probably no, I don't even know. I was, just, I was asking you. <laughs> it was a legitimate, legitimate question. For <laughs> oh, uh, zero. I think it was like the Seahawks mm-hmm. and maybe the Bears were in there. I don't, I don't think, know. It just, I, I don't it's just—it's cool that's, that they celebrate, but to award. award something so dumb like that is. I think Cody Parkey won the celebration of the year. <laughs> his head down and his <laughs> hands. Shout out, Kevin. Uh, yes, speaking of uh, the Bears, coach of the year, though. Yeah, how in the heck did that happen? Matt Nagy. I mean, and, well, they had a good season. and Yeah, they were not great last year. I don't think they made the playoffs last year. I mean, and assistant coach of the year, also from the Bears, Vic Fangio. So they had a couple uh, coaches of the year there, but uh, too bad they don't have a kicker. Um, they should uh, sign Rob yeah, Guthrie, oh who can apparently kick a 45-yarder. You guys yeah, are gonna... no. All right, get the Bears on the phone right now. Tell them to ship me out there for some training camps. I'll kick some kick some yarders with Cody Parkey. Show them how it's done. You saw what happened to Janikowski, no, Rob. That'll happen Shane, to you. I'm a well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's go maybe to the not. next one. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 10 years ago. <laughs> let's go to the next one. FedEx Air Player of the Year, Patrick Mahomes. FedEx Ground Ooh, Player of the Year, interesting. Saquon Barkley, another award for him. Fridgestone Clutch Performance Play of the Year, the Miami Miracle, that was crazy. GMC Never Say Never Moment of the Year, Aaron Rodgers, his comeback win over the Bears in Week 1. Game Changer Award presented by Gillette, Shaquem Griffin of the Seattle Seahawks. Did anybody think he won that because he's in their commercials? I, I think it's because he has one less hand than most of the other teammates. No, I got that. I was being facetious. And for the record, that if you need to know what that facetious? word means, it a, means pretty much sarcastic. <laughs> so I mean, you can go and shove it right up the. Wow, that put my education. Well, I actually learned that after college. Shout even, out, you know. Wow, this got oh, off the God. rails. Holy crap! <laughs> you know what? Uh, yes, built for tough offensive line of the year goes to the Rams offensive line. Too bad uh, they didn't show up yesterday or on Sunday there. Walter Payton, Man of the Year. Chris Long from the Eagles. Salutes hey, of Service Award, give, Ben Garland. What do the they Falcons. give the Walter Payton Deacon Man Jones. of the Year Award for? What is that like? Just being cool or charity? Charity. It's like what you do in, in your community oh, and, that's a and cool um, one. how you contribute. Chris Long gave like a game paychecks to like charities and stuff for like his whole season or something. 
Yeah, he's been a, a big advocate, and he's helped tons, tons of people, yeah. tons of kids. Yeah, he's, yeah uh, that's he's a good, good award. Dude. I like that one. Deacon Jones Award goes to Aaron Donald of the Rams. Art Rooney Award, Drew Brees of the Saints. And uh, we're going to give a shout-out to the Don Shula NFL High School Coach of the Year, to Gabe Infante, St. Joseph Prep in Philadelphia. <laughs> nice job, Gabe. Hope you hear this. Um, so, Chris, I hate to break the news to you, but I don't think Gabe yeah. either cares or is going to hear this all the way in PA. Maybe. Hope so. Share it. Share it on know. our Facebook page. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this at him. All over the world that know about this podcast. Yeah, I'm tweeting do that it, game right it. after this uh recording is over. You know what? I um, quit. you know what we gotta do now, boys? Bye. Go to commercial. <laughs> Dang it, Shane! Dang it! I should have stuck I should have stuck with my original prop bet. Dang uh, it. Yeah, we were betting on when Rob would quit the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> this was off air. I I originally said segment two, and then I changed it. So last I'm not actually gonna quit. I, Dang I it! Said I quit, said three. Literally, the first time oh, that's, that's kind of what we were talking was about. An accident. I was. I don't know if we told this story. Did we tell this story? Yeah. Already? Sometimes you got to go to Walmart in snowstorms. I tried you know to, what? but Let's... you made us cut it from the show. All kinds of awesome awards were handed out on Saturday, boys. Uh, and yes, the last but not least, celebration of the year, Seattle Seahawks. Okay, moving on. Hall of Fame. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame finalists were announced on Saturday as well. And let's let's run down this list. Tony Gonzalez. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, you know, he played long time with the Chiefs and with the Falcons. Tight end. Probably the second uh, best was, tight end ever. Maybe third. Behind behind Gronk. The no, 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 no. No. Yeah, behind who? It's either going to have to be Jason Witten or Antonio Gates for me. Ugh. Just saying. I can make an argument for that. Against uh, that. Because you have no. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez, boys. Yeah. Uh, Drafted first round by the Chiefs in the 1997 NFL draft, and he played 12 years in Kansas City, and then another five with the Falcons. Uh, while he was then he you know, was traded from Kansas City while they were rebuilding, went to the Falcons, had another couple of good years there. Definitely deserving of the Hall of Fame for sure. Next, next on the list, Ed Reed. No doubt. Have you guys seen? Have you guys seen Ed Reed? Did you see him over the weekend? Like, doesn't he look like he's like 50 years old? Yeah, he actually is probably fifty. No, he play, he was one of the the most insane safeties ever, and you can definitely tell in his body. That reminds me of a whole other side story about NFL players that look super old. And I know you know where I'm going with this, uh, Chris. I don't know if I should tell that story. Al Harris might not like it too much. <laughs> we can tell it. <laughs> <laughs> so we we ran into Al Harris, Nick Barnett, and some of the old Packer players um, at, at a establishment that served alcohol, <laughs> and uh, we thought we thought Al Harris. Tom, was like, court, Tom, where we were? Oh, the Brett Favre charity football event in Madison. This is a few years. This is like four or five years ago. Yep. Um, and Al Harris, we thought he looked like Willie Galt from the Bears. He looked that old. <laughs> <laughs> Was. And like we kept asking all the like, who is that? Who is that? And they're like, oh, I'm not gonna tell you. Finally we go up and talk to him. And he's like, Yeah, uh Al Harris. I'm like, nah uh <laughs> Dude, you look like you're eighty. <laughs> you're like ninety seven. <laughs> we thought he was Willie Gold. <laughs> I I certainly did. <laughs> not sure yeah, if it was the beverages that I couldn't see straight. No, seriously, he doesn't look like he did when he was a player. He looks, no. he looks seriously like somebody's grandpa. Like <laughs> he looks for real, so old he's only like forty. <laughs> but I, I still like him a lot. He's he did good things. Man, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> I, I pretended to be a Seahawks fan for the the game that he had that pick six, and he's and like you broke my heart, Al Harris. That's what I do. That's what, That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, good times, good times had in Madison. Uh, but Ed Reed, he may look old, but uh, he's only 40, it says here. So, 
Hall of Famer, first ballot, no doubt, deserves it. Next on the list, another cornerback, well, another defensive back, I oh, should yeah. say, Champ 100%. Bailey. Drafted in the first round. Yeah, drafted in the first round by the Redskins out of Georgia. Ultimately, you know, he did go and play for a lot of his career, too, with the Denver Broncos, but he was pretty locked down <sighs> corner. Rob, any thoughts on, was, on Champ Bailey? I, there was a time where I liked the Broncos in my younger stages, mainly because of Terrell Davis. But yeah, Champ Bailey was definitely the Deion Sanders of his time. Don't say that um, name to me. Super lockdown, like you said. Awesome to watch. You ever yeah. say the name Terrell Davis Why? on this podcast again? I'm quitting. What? 97. Yeah, not good. Not good. 1997, that's all I'm saying. He he broke, our, Davis he broke our hearts, Rob. The reason my 7th grade football jersey is the number 30. I played... On the bench, but well, they, number thirty. They beat did the Packers really? in that Super Bowl that year. Game. Um I yeah, did too. I did. I actually you were six yeah. years old. Sad. What the heck it's are tough. you talking about? I was six. Yeah. Very, I was very invested. Yeah. I cried <laughs> watched Titanic two days ago and I cried. I don't know why Rose couldn't just move over and let Jack on the board. Survival of the fittest, push her <laughs> off and swim to safety, son. Hey, you know what? Um, let's move on to another cornerback that is uh, now in the Hall of Fame. Ty Law, Patriots, uh, drafted first round, 1995 NFL draft by the Patriots. He had a nice career, was a two-time All-Pro, made the Pro Bowl yeah, five just... different times. When you think of the Patriots, yeah, he was the whole, definitely do you think of Ty Law for sure? better Patrick Chung or... Devin McCourty of his time. He has like 50 some career interceptions. So that puts him up there kind of in the upper echelons with defensive backs. And yeah, he was good. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Kevin Mawai, second round pick by the Seahawks. And he did spend 18 years as a starting NFL lineman. Uh, he played for a couple different teams, Seahawks, Jets, Titans, eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, definitely deserving of the Hall of Fame. A couple other gentlemen on this list, Gil Brandt, the former Cowboys scout, big part of that Cowboys team and franchise from 1960 through the 80s. He now works in the uh, in the media at NFL.com. Very deserving for Gil Brandt. Not sure how much you guys know about Gil Brandt. You know how much I know about Gil Brandt, Chris? I have never heard of him until you just said Gil What's Brandt. <laughs> well, now you know. This. this is why we do this. We're an informative podcast. <laughs> Next on the list, oh, yeah. uh, Pat Bowen, uh, Broncos owner, spent 35 years. Building out Denver is one of the most storied franchises in NFL history, and that comes directly from CBSSports.com. Uh, Broncos have posted 350 victories, seven Super Bowl appearances, and a regular season winning percentage of 603 from 1984 through 2017, also from CBSSports.com. Sounds like uh, oh, yeah. Mr. Bolin is very deserving. Yeah, he yeah, hired the most spray tan guy in Denver. He was um, you, responsible for uh, the negotiations of uh, one of the the eighteen billion dollar TV contracts that they they had. So uh, definitely a big get. <laughs> I cannot believe we're talking in depth yeah. about Pat Bowen. Are you kidding oh, me? Great work. Let's get the on NFL with the freaking show. He deserves a man holler. Hall, Hall of Famer Pat Bowen next. Ooh. Johnny Robinson wasn't. Yep, you heard it. Was a former LSU standout. Did you know, Rob, that he was drafted in multiple different leagues, including the first round of the 1960 oh, yeah. AFL draft? Oh, I did not know that. And the 1960 NFL draft by your Lions. Considering you that, know. I didn't know who he know. was until two minutes ago. I did not know that he was drafted by two teams in the same year. That's a pretty well, interesting little Again, tidbit. Informative. We're going to have a quiz at the end of the show. And so. for our listeners, that is going to be one of the questions. So make sure you pay attention and write everything down. Well, I mean, he did. We're not gonna <laughs> he he did play in 164 games over a 12-season span. And he led the AFL 
in interceptions in 1966 with 10 and the NFL interceptions with 10. In yeah. That's back when they threw the so ball 12 times a game. Studly. So if that, yeah, which uh, means definitely. that was even better. Definitely good stats. Definitely deserving. And he was an all American next. Uh, well, there is it. no next. That's it. Hall of Fame 2019 class. Good times. Half Rob now knows are. who a uh, few of these guys yeah. are. Yep. So maybe you can watch him speak that? at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, Rob. But with. And we do. Def- and we do definitively know that Al Harris is not really golf now. So <laughs> if there's one thing we now know, Al Harris, Willie Galt, two different people. And we're back here on episode nine of the Scout Team MVP podcast, rolling right along into our honorable mentions. And we are going to start off in Ooh. the. NBA, the National Basketball Association, if you were wondering. And we're going to talk. I wasn't. Anthony Davis. What is going on with Anthony Davis? Nothing. I heard he's happy in New Orleans and he's not leaving. Is that the case, Chris? No. I wish we could nope. roll tape from a prior episode where Rob said that he wouldn't leave New Orleans because he was he loyal to that. I did say yep. that. You know, I did say I, that. I really wish we I, could roll that tape. And you and Shane, you said he was going to go to the Lakers, and he's like, not a chance. I don't no think he will go to the You're Lakers. I really don't think he will. Okay. Well, I don't watch. think he will. Well, let's uh, let's give a little rundown of, of Anthony Davis. I mean, not uh, clearly not happy in New Orleans and looking to – Get on out of town there, and he's apparently got a list of teams who he would be willing to sign long-term deals with if he were to be traded here. And uh, looks like, courtesy of Woj, Woj, Woj Bomb, Lakers, Knicks, Bucks, and Clippers are part of those uh, teams that he would consider signing long-term deals with. Uh, obviously, one team on that list definitely jumps out to us, but any chance... Uh, a deal gets done here in the next couple of days before the trade deadline. So the deadline's the fourth at no, 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 the seventh. I'm sorry. Correct. Three, yeah. p- three p.m. Eastern. Today is the fourth that we're recording this. Tomorrow is the fifth. Um, wow. <laughs> that is how weeks this is, go. This anyway, really hard hitting stuff. Informative podcast. Um, I really don't think he's. I honestly, it would it would be hard to see him be traded somewhere just because of how much a team would have to give up. I mean, just look at what LA offered. Allegedly, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Rondo, Stephenson, Beasley, and two first-round picks. That's like their whole entire youth core and their, you know, next two years, you know. And we've seen three superstars not work out and not win championships, so... I don't know. It's it's hard if I'm an owner or a GM to say, hey, let's go make a trade knowing a guy wants to be somewhere next year. You know what I mean? After his free agency. Yeah, right. Why would you? I mean, if, if I'm thinking about this from a GM standpoint, and correct me if I'm wrong, NBA free agency is not my my expertise level, if you will. I mean, why would you trade away so much when he's just going to be a free agent at the end of the year? Right. I don't even think with him, LA is not going to beat Golden State in the seven-game series, even with Anthony Davis, if you give up that. Why not Not, get Anthony Davis when he wants to come there? I mean, that's right. why not do it after the season? It makes sense for teams that are sort of on the outside looking in maybe like the Bucks and Clippers to offer a little more because if he if Anthony Davis has a choice at the end of the year he's going somewhere probably bigger like New York or LA or something somewhere in that region um that's competitive maybe Boston you never know but i just it's hard to literally the Lakers have been in such a hole the past six or so years and they've accumulated you know ball kuzma ingram and they're just gonna trade them all away you know what i mean so it's like three years at least down the drain you know um when you can get them after the season right and i just don't see the bucks making a trade i don't know what the bucks could give up for them that they'd want i mean you're not going to give up Giannis. and in terms of money I, to me it just i don't see the bucks having the money to do it 
Obviously, Giannis is going to get a super max deal. That's <laughs> if he wants they, it. Oh, he'll he get se- it. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll get it. But he seems like the kind of guy who would take a pay cut. Well, to get true, but else I mean, there. him and Middleton did say they're committed to bringing a championship to Milwaukee. But I mean, if, yeah, if you could get Anthony Davis if you're the Bucks for like the right price, I mean, like a Thon Maker and like some draft picks, I'd pull the trigger every day. But I just don't see them asking for anything less than Middleton and or Giannis for Anthony Davis, which you're not going to. I mean, in order to really get someone like Anthony Davis, who can probably earn upwards 25, you know, to 30, you know, super max contract. You have to dump George Hill, who's like around $20 million a year. Eric Bledsoe might have to go at 15. And obviously you'd have to give up at least one of your bigger dudes, like Lopez or Maker and maybe even Brogdon, who's not really a salary cap drain, but he's definitely, you know, a definite, a good piece to any really team. The problem is, though, the Bucks are playing so well right now. Why would you tamper with any of that at all? Yeah, uh, I think you guys make a lot of good points there. I mean, I think it definitely comes down to it's going to take the farm, the entire farm to get Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. And are you willing to do that if you're a team like Milwaukee but actually looking at Anthony Davis's contract, he actually would be signed through, let's see, here's a 2020 player option. So they would have him for another year, but still, I mean, you got him for a year and a half then total yeah. if he doesn't sign long-term, which, I mean, if you're giving up everybody, you, you better hope that's the right decision because, I mean, but it would be kind of scary seeing Giannis and Anthony Davis. I mean, I think that's when you can afford to lose people like Thon Maker and Brooke Lopez and those kinds of guys. Yeah. Um, if you got Anthony Davis down low there. So if you're if you're the Bucks right now and you're trying to make this happen, which in my opinion I don't think they are, it would be great if they did. But you'd have to give up Bledsoe, who's been incredible for us this year, who makes about fifteen million this year, and he's his contract's up after this year. And you'd have to probably give up at least Brooke Lopez and Don Maker, and that's still not going to clear enough space. Um, well, Don Maker did say he wanted to leave via yeah. trade anyway because he doesn't get as many minutes well, on right. the team. Like, look at it this way too, though. Look at look at what you just said about the Lakers and everything that they offered the Pelicans. And if they're not pulling the trigger right away on a deal like that, granted, I think some of those players that the Bucks can offer are better than what the Lakers have to offer. But at the same time, they're going to want everything and they should want everything because why would you give up a talent like Anthony Davis for nothing, right? So they're trying to get everything they possibly can while they can. And I fault them not one bit for trying to do so. So I think they should be able to get as much as seemingly possible. Yeah, and I wasn't dogging the Lakers on how much they were giving because I think those players are so great. I'm more saying because that's what they've built the last six years, you know, and you're giving up all that time and all those resources essentially for one player that still is probably not going to bring you any more championships. You know what I mean? It's, um, I I think, uh, I think too, though, if you're the Lakers, and you know somebody like Anthony Davis probably wants to come to your team when he has that player option in 2020 anyway. So are you willing to wait that year and a half? And you don't got to give up nothing, you know? So it's I guess apparently they want to still think they can win right now. It's kind of evident by everything that they seem to be offering. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're Anthony Davis and you're just chasing money, it's not just in L.A., you know what I mean? And if you are talking L.A., you're talking Clippers can be in contention too, you know what I mean? I don't think I don't think it's about chasing money because I mean he obviously he could get the most money sitting right where he's at right now, uh, but I I just think you know he's had oh, enough yeah. he wants to win. Um, so and, you know um you look at the Lakers payroll and part of the reason why they have to give up so many players is because a lot of those players that they're giving up aren't really that high salary. I mean the only person above ten million dollars of salary is Caldwell Pope and LeBron James. So. I mean, they really have to kind of give up more players more so for clearing cap space as opposed to, you know, just for the talent for talent, you know? Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, a couple of our teams on this list that he would potentially sign long-term with, like we talked about Clippers, 
and the Knicks. I, I could see maybe either one of those happening, but definitely a huge topic. A couple more days till that trade deadline, like you talked about, Rob. But we're going to stick around in the NBA a little bit here, and we are going to run down the NBA All-Star Reserves. We gave you the starters last week. We're going to give you the reserves right now, and we're going to start with the Eastern Conference Reserves. Blake Griffin, can you? I can't even pronounce that that next one. Uh, give her a shot, Rob. Um, Nikola v- v- Vucevic. V- Vujovic. Um, v- Vujovic. <laughs> they say they say it different on TV, I but looking at it like that, it's yeah, Vucevic. V- but that's definitely v- not it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's. He's an all-star. Uh, <laughs> next on the list, Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards. Been a stud with John Wall out for the season. Ben Simmons, Philadelphia 76ers. Kyle Lowry from the Toronto Raptors. And our boy Chris Middleton getting some love finally. NBA all-star this year for the first time. D'Angelo Russell of the Brooklyn Nets rounding out the Eastern Conference reserves. Uh, any surprise, any snubs that you guys want to bring up? Uh, otherwise... It's a pretty decent list there. Not really on the East. I mean, there's obviously the talents more on the West, but the East kind of, those are, I mean, you see some names in there like Vucevic and Beal, even Ben Simmons. You look at them and you're like, okay, they're maybe not household names, but you know the play that they've had this year has definitely granted the, the, uh, the selection at least. Yes, sir. Bobby. Western Conference, Rob. Speaking of Anthony Davis, he's a he's, so he's an all star. Here's what I don't get: Anthony Davis said he wanted to trade it; it was open, and then Chris Stapps Porzingis said he wanted to trade, and he was gone within like two days. I don't know how if the Knicks pop up on one of Anthony Davis's maybe want lists, and Knicks obviously would want Anthony Davis. How they don't try to work out a trade you know what i mean at all uh good question um isn't because i mean they have a lot of decent players that they could give up to not only clear space but also ship talent over to new orleans i just i don't get how they didn't work anything out there well maybe they still can but oh they cannot because Porzingis has already been well yeah I know I'm just saying maybe they can still pull something else off with the players that they do have now you know but yeah nothing really fantastic there though no another Nikola what how many how many players in the NBA have the same name like that they're Russians (laughs) bro uh Nuggets big man Yep. Djokovic, yep. Or Jokic, Jokic, Nikola Jokic. Nuggets big man. He's an all-star. Nuggets guy. Uh, Damian Lillard. He's uh, been, a, oh, yeah. been a lock for the all-star game pretty much every year. Next on the list, Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves, kind of their lone bright spots up there. Uh, Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double, and uh, he's a he's an all-star. LaMarcus Aldridge, stud. Underrated. Which is crazy. Um. I think I is so underrated. You know, a lot of people just thought it was who he was playing around, but you know, he's on the Spurs now and yeah, he's he's taking that spot of Tim Duncan and you know, kind of big big man focused that right. And rounding out the list for the Western Conference is Clay Thompson, definitely deserving. He is a good basketball player. So all star game. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, he's a player. good shooter. Uh, all star game coming up. You think he can defend well, either that? Either way, he's an all-star, he's and that defender. all-star game is coming up on February 17th <laughs> in Charlotte. Going to be a good matchup. Always a fun time to watch the NBA all-star game, boys. But with that, we're going to wrap up our honorable mentions for the week. And you know what that means, Shane? Now that we're coming to a close here with honorable mentions, we, uh, well, my uh, last second Both lost the prop switcheroo bet. might still be alive, but we'll get into that next segment. With that, see you right after this. Welcome back to Scout Team MVPs. This is Rob here with Shane and Chris, and we're going to move on to our last segment, Scouting. 
for picks. Chris? Nice job, Robbie. Sounded like a librarian. That's why we love him. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. Yes, scouting for picks. And we're going to recap our Super Bowl picks. And you know who we all picked, boys? That was the Patriots. And they came out on top, as we talked about, 13-3. to 3. So in this scenario, all going with the Patriots seemed to uh, pay off there. I think that was the first time all year that all three of us have picked the same team and that we were right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Shane did say Patriots were going to win by 10. They did. I mean, a little lower scoring than we all thought it was going to be. But nonetheless, we are just picking the winner of those games, and we were all correct. Shane also thought a professional football player was a different professional football player. So really not concerned on what Shane thinks. It was more so me to begin with. Yeah, that was his fault, not mine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh Um, I wasn't invited. Can I come? No, you'd know. (laughs) That brings our overall scouting for pick standings to this, and that's Rob. On top, 16 and 10, Shane, mm-hmm. 13 and 13, myself, Chris at 12 and 14. I'm uh, I'm due for a, a little bit of a, a winning streak here. Yeah, you need something here, bud, like a miracle. You need Jesus. Well, here's what I do know is that we are going to pick a couple of different games here. We're going to pick one from the NBA, one from uh, men's college basketball, and one Ooh. from the NHL. Ooh. And we're going to start off with Rob and we are going to pick the Miami heat and the Sacramento Kings from the NBA. And that game is taking place on Friday. We got Rob. Wow. That could not have been a worse game to pick. I'm going to go with the, um, what teams were they? <laughs> uh, heat and Kings. Do the Kings still have boogie cousins? Cause I'm going with the Kings. Uh, the heat still have LeBron, right? Bosch is still playing. I mean, you can, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm going with the Kings. All right, Kings, Kings for Rob. Shane, who you got? No, okay. Shane, who you got? Oh yeah, oh, the only way not? I'd pick the the only way I'd pick the Kings is if Lade Divac came back and played. Um, so give me the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's old school Sacramento Kings knowledge. Vlade Divac, Mike Bibby. All the boys. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's good. That's good. It was good. Giving the Lakers problems forever. You know what? The reason why we're picking this game, boys, we want to try and get some obscure games in there every once in a while, not just uh, very popular teams Chris, that we you know got a lot, lot about. of ground to make up. So, well, who'd you go with, Rob? I want to make sure Kings. I don't pick. With we both you. went with the Kings. Uh, let's see here. No, yeah. I picked the Heat. Yeah, uh, Shane picked the Heat. So Shane, shut up. I'm rolling with Shane. Give me the heat. Yes, give me God, why? Always. <laughs> give me give me the heat. Give me LeBron and Bosch and Wade and uh wait. Shaq's still up there in Miami. Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam's still there, right? Udonis Haslam. I don't know if our viewers have picked up on this, but we're just joking. We do not like having the same pick as Chris. So anytime of- someone Pick something and Chris picks it. We know we're gonna lose. I think so. we've. I think we've already uh, established established that everybody knows that I suck at this. So. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's you're true. Pretty much I'm the just, master of pointing <laughs> out things. Just that making everyone sure everyone knows. knows. So. Moving on to our next matchup, boys. We have men's college basketball. A huge matchup taking place near and dear to our hearts on Saturday: Wisconsin versus Michigan. Rob, who you got, buddy? Mm, I wonder. I'm definitely going to go with Michigan. Way better team. That one loss was a fluke, but you know what they say about flukes. One word away from a loss. <laughs> what? All right. No sense. Uh, Shane, who well, you got? <laughs> so you said Michigan had one loss. That's no longer correct. No, no, they no. One loss Iowa. against the Badgers, buddy. They lost by double digits. Not sure how that's really a fluke, but. Um, it's a fluke. In. In Michigan, tough matchup for the Badgers. I, I hate to do it, but I also think Michigan. Dude, Shane. I stink. You know that? Because I wanted to go with Michigan. <laughs> well, now you have to go with Badgers because I don't want to lose this pick. 
<laughs> uh, you know what? I'll, I'll change my pick. I'll go with the Badgers. I don't know if we can allow that. I don't know if we can allow that. Pick's locked. I'll, pick I'll is stay locked. Stay with Michigan. Fine, I'm locked in. Okay, then I'm locking with Michigan too. We're all going Michigan. <laughs> all right, and Next we're all going to lose that game. Sorry, I love love the Badgers, but I just don't think it's happening in Michigan that day. But yeah, it's a tough game. Let's pick an NHL game, boys, and we're going to pick the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. That matchup is happening on Saturday. It's uh, looking like, just a little insight here, Penguins are 28-18-6 and six on the year. Lightning, 39-11-2. So, who you so got? So, since we don't talk NHL a whole lot, I think we should do an over-under, and we'll put the over-under total score on a number, and then we just pick an over and under on it. That would be way more fun. Well, maybe for you. So that's you guys are shutting that idea down. Huh? All right. Well, pick the winner. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay for my own little game. The over under is going to be four, and I'm going to pick over. Okay, Shane. Give me Pittsburgh. Um, I. Still hate Sidney Crosby for what he did to the U.S. in the Olympics eight years ago, I think it was. But um, uh, <laughs> You have a weird brain, Shane. He's good. What? I hate Sidney Crosby, so let me pick him in a matchup. Well, he's a good player. I mean, he can he skate better than player. I can. Yeah, it was a good player. Okay. Well, can you even ice skate? I'm sorry. Next, what you're was gonna that, tell Shane? Me, next, you're going to tell me you can make a slap shot from the blue line. What's the blue line? That's the offside. It's about 45 yards away from the goal. Yeah, (laughs) I can. I could do that. I could do that easily. Are you kidding me? You're going to fall down the second you step on the ice. Shane, I used to play hockey. Where? Professionally. (laughs) With who? That was a lie. No, when I was little, I did play hockey a lot on skates, but I don't know. I'm pretty good on the ice, too. I was a figure skater at one time. Um but my figure is now round, so. Amen. So yeah, yeah, that wasn't very funny. Well, oh really? I'm, gonna, I'm picking what Tampa Bay. You made this this game, I'm picking Tampa you Bay. Dumb bum. I'm picking Tampa Bay. How are you gonna pick a Florida team in a hockey game? Because they're good. How do you think I can't kick a 45-yard field goal? That's like the same question. Probably because you can't. Shane, come over tomorrow. I'll kick one right in your face. Actually, I work, so sorry. Yeah, good. I know good, Shane good allegedly has a job too, so I won't work out. He does. Yeah, I've seen allegedly. him. You've seen him. Yeah. Was he taking off his clothes and were you throwing singles at him? <laughs> so allegedly. Allegedly. You think. You think you, in this weather, and the rain, and the cold, and the wind tomorrow can make a 45-yard field goal? I never said that. I said I can make a 45-yard field goal. Enough of this. This Enough. is gone on too long. It's going for picks, boys. NFL is done, and we're picking uh, all kinds of games now, and we're just going to be wild. And this is all your fault, viewers, because you guys still have not said what games you want us to pick. So until you guys buck up, and start acting like lawyer, loyal viewers, lawyer viewers, lawyer, loyal. I don't care. Tell us what to pick, and we'll pick it. Otherwise, I know you guys you're going to get the... constant hockey and women's college basketball from now on. I know you guys have been in the radio business, podcast business longer than I have, but generally the way to not get fans is to berate them on air. Well, he's been doing um, it for weeks, so. Most people don't like that, getting made fun of when they listen to a radio program. No, I mean, because I'm not singling anybody out, so, you know, if someone gets hurt over this. Maybe you should single just... people out, because then we'd only lose one viewer compared to all yeah. of them. Yeah, Dad, yeah. you should freaking tell us who to pick. <laughs> all right, boys. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to lose all five viewers of the show. Scouting right for Come picks on. coming to a close, and we're gonna uh, come right on back after this and wrap it up for episode number nine. Welcome back to Scout Team MVPs. You <laughs> trailed off there a bit, Rob. But yes, welcome I back to Scout what Team. I was gonna say. 
<laughs> Welcome back to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, episode number nine, coming to a close very shortly here. But we want to thank you guys all for joining us and listening. Make sure you are subscribing so you guys are notified every time a new episode drops weekly on Wednesdays. You can also find out that information on our Facebook and our Twitter at Scout Team MVPs. Our podcast profile, anchor.fm slash scout team MVPs. And you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Check us out online as well, scoutteammvps.com. Support this podcast. Hit that support this podcast button. We certainly appreciate that, don't we, Rob? Oh, yeah. So I just want to ask a question. Shoot. It's, it's more of a call to action. Instead of liking our Facebook page, which we deeply, 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 deeply appreciate, we want you to start commenting and telling us what to say. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This is all your fault. (laughs) How is that a question? It's not. I said it's more of a call to action. You said you wanted to ask a question. Well, that was just to get Chris's attention. Otherwise, he doesn't let me say anything. <laughs> oh, I, I wonder why after that. Hey, Shane, yes. everything's a lot better when you're not here. I wouldn't go I'm that far. F- it. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there, I think. But I'm going to beep it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row, ladies and gentlemen, that Rob has uh, quit the show. Can you beep uh, stuff out? I'm going to, yeah. You've got to beep that out. See why you yep. I want to see how episode, it turns out. Episode number nine, gentlemen. We had a good time. Talked NFL. Talked oh, some NFL honors. MVP, Patrick Mahomes. We talked some NBA trade rumors with Anthony Davis. We talked all-star reserves in the NBA. We picked some games in the NBA, college basketball, and in the NHL, and uh, we talked for a long time this time around. Shane, any uh, final uh, words of wisdom before we sign off for the week? Yeah, don't mistake Al Harris for Willie Galt. He'll get really mad at you. Wow, call. such a great story. That's a good call, though. You just good, good, good knowledge. You just yeah, you just wanted to be there, Rob. Jealous? I don't even know who those two people are. Can I come? <laughs> Perfect, perfect time to end the episode, boys. It was a fun time. Was maybe it? we'll maybe we'll see you next week. Not quite sure, but hopefully. Well, probably not. One of us quit, but maybe I <laughs> will quit again. See you later, boys. Mm-hmm, maybe. Bye, Shane. Bye. See you, Shane. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.